You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome back to the boys at 161st Street, episode 157. Yankees have won nine in a row. They're currently going for win number 10. We're recording this in the ninth inning, so you'll get our live reaction once again. We did that before. The people kind of liked it, and we want to go to bed early because it's past our bedtime right now, and we wanted to get you the episode by tomorrow. So we're recording this during the game. Uh, Chapman is currently warming up in the bullpen. It is the top of the ninth. Hopefully he doesn't blow it, but we got a loaded show for you today. And a full house. Had a couple full houses back to back to back. So that's pretty exciting. Murph's here. Chandler's here. I'm here. Damon's here. Don't know where Damon is. Damon just skedaddled out of the apartment. I'm just kidding. I know exactly where he is, but. You're. <laughs> so the Yankees are, Yankees are fucking rolling. They're steamrolling every single team in their path. They're sixth in the power rankings. Luke Void, AO Player of the Week. We got Hot or Not for you. A little bit of a sun update in our once a week regularly scheduled program that we're going to do from here on out. And Josh Donaldson is a cuck. How are we doing, boys? I was doing okay until I got lectured right before we started. I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing fantastic. That's not a lecture. That's just being a little more a little more cautious. I, no, uh, because every, for those listening, every time we're about to start recording and I play the intro music and everything, Chandler decides to then talk. So... Hey Chandler, if you want to ep- if you want to edit the episodes, then I'll talk right before we start the music. <laughs> I you can don't cut want it to out. edit the episodes, but I, I'm all I'm asking is for a little warning, maybe maybe <laughs> like a point or something to tell me to stop. A little countdown. I don't live in the same apartment as you guys. You forget. So Murph's in Canada. So either way, back to the Yankees. So the Yankees are absolutely fucking rolling. They sweep the Twins. They have a two game set against the Braves right now. Braves heading into this game were. On a nine-game win streak, just like we were, which is, fun fact, Damon pulled this stat out. It's the first time in 120 years that two teams have been on a win streak of nine games going against each other. So that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, right now, the Yankees are winning 5-1. You guys, by the time you're listening to this, if you're not watching live on YouTube or on Twitter with us, you already know the outcome. Hopefully the outcome is that the Yankees win. But... um Either way, Yankees are absolutely fucking rolling. We're going to talk about primarily everything before this game, because we have a lot to talk about there. So, how are we feeling? Feel a lot better in like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whenever this is closed out, but I mean... I just I just want like an, like an easy, like a non-stressful ninth inning, is that, if that's possible. That's not possible. Don't get your I want to win 5-1. I want to win 5-1, or maybe 6-1, if we can score one right here, but... <laughs> Well, it's I want them you, to score one run. I'm with it's you. funny you said that because I feel like every single game this entire year has been one-run games and high stress. But for the first time, we have had no high-stress games or relatively low high-stress games in the Twin Series. So, okay, thank God. I mean, yeah, those were all blowouts. So that's what that's were you fun. doing with your face there, Murphy? I thought you were going to jinx it. I thought you were saying no, this no, was no. Low. I was talking about the yeah. Twins, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, unless the leadoff hitter hit a three-run home run. Do you think you're in the clear right now? It's still the top of the ninth, isn't it? So J-Band CV commented on the YouTube live. I think this is an appropriate thing to talk about before we find out the outcome of this game for the people listening. What is your confidence right here, right now, with Araldis Chapman coming into the ninth inning to close it out? With a four-run lead? Yes. 65%. I'm going to say 80 with a four-run lead. If it was a one-run lead, that goes down to like 10. Your confidence is 65% or you think we have a 65% chance of winning? No, my confidence level is okay. at sixty-five percent. Well, let's let's put that to the chance of winning, which should be close to one right now. It should be that's in like ninety-eight percent at least. Confidence? No, no, no. If you were to chance say your 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 chance of winning 
with Aroldis Chapman coming in in the ninth inning right now, is anything less than 85%. That means you have such a lack of trust in Chapman right now. So that's my question to you guys. Yeah, I don't think he's healthy. I think it's 98%. I really don't think he's healthy. That game he came in the other day, he one, he looked like shit, and two, which he always does coming off the aisle. He always has that like midsummer bullshit thing. I feel like it's every single year, but I don't think he's fully healthy. He was throwing like 94, 95. So let me reverse the question. Let me reverse the question. Since he got taken out, right? By Boone in the middle of the ninth. Yeah, we were were talking about it last time where he probably should have used a rehab start, but he's never, ever done that in his life pretty much since he's been on the Yankees. But let me reverse the question. So instead of saying the percentage chance of winning, because, I mean, hopefully we didn't just jinx that too. Hopefully four runs for any closer, especially a closer that's been an all-star. I mean, he was all-star this year, whether or not he deserved it because he blew up a little bit towards the end, and he just kind of did it, got it by default. He deserves well, it. Just out of 10, what would your confidence be in him right now? If, if, if the score was one nothing, Out of 10? We're up one. Uh, no, I'm saying my confidence out of yeah, zero out of 10. 10. Uh, three. Okay. I'd give it about a five. <laughs> <laughs> We went from a one to we went from a hundred percent scale to a one to ten scale. Yeah, well, because it's four runs. Like, oh. Anyway, yeah. In a one I mean, run game, it's you got to believe that one of the best closers that we've seen in our lifetime can. That's that's do so that's such not that's runs. not the point whatsoever. That's not the point. So, like, it is, but it is. I thought no, that'd be a fun not. way to open I'm up the you, show, Murphy. but we wanted to talk more about what the Yankees have done in the. I mean, it's just insanity to me. That they just, I mean, obviously, this is an obvious statement. Winning nine games in a row, it's just crazy how fast you can climb up the rankings and, and gain ground on other teams because nobody else is going to be doing that. Nobody else is going to be winning nine in a row. The Rays are playing unbelievable baseball. You know, we're probably going to come back down to earth a little bit, but why don't we open the show this with this too? We were going to kind of end the show with this. But if we had to do predictions, because the current over-under for wins is 96 and a half. So, if we were to take over under on that That's not right current. now, that was preseason. Wow, that was preseason. So right now we're on pace pre-season. for ninety four and a half, right? Yes, as of this morning when I did the math, we were on pace for like ninety four point something. So rounded whatever way you want, it was probably closer to ninety four wins. What's the, uh, the what's preseason was ninety four point five? I think last time I checked, we were like five eighty seven. So what will be the winning percentage for the rest of the season? Like five eighty one, like six eighty five. Yeah, if I we finished like, at a five, we'd have to win. Pace, we'd have to win gonna... two out of every three. Yeah, I think the argument is kind of: Are we hot or are we good at this point? Like, are, are you we about to make playing... a hot or not reference, <laughs> Murphy? How about you, hot. dude, Mister Segway? <laughs> I wasn't really even trying to do that. <laughs> but, no, I'm just thinking like teams get hot. Teams go on nine. Bad teams can not bad teams, but like decent no. teams can go on nine. Non-playoff teams can go on nine win streaks and then fade out of it. And we have been hot and not the whole year, it feels like. Mostly not for the beginning of, before the uh, All-Star game. And then now it's like, are we playing up finally to the expectations or are we just hot? I okay, think but since the Mets series, though, we've lost one series. The entire, since we July 4th, we've lost one series. And it was right. to the Red Sox right after the All-Star break. And we should have won that three out of four games. So I don't think this is just a spur of the moment. Excuse me, a little heartburn over here. A little spur of the moment hot streak. Like this is starting to become who we are. I know I sound like a flip flopper, and I'm sorry to anybody who's listened for a while. I sound like a giant douche because I said that we were doomed earlier, and at the time we were. But this is a totally different team than what we saw at the beginning of the year. When We've lost that, one series, series since January. July fourth. July fourth, that was a series. Well, that was our last. We've lost one series since July fourth, and it was the Red Sox one. But we should have we won. We had two implosions. We were five hundred I mean, then. That's all. That's almost two months right there. Exactly, and we've that, lost that, one. One, like that. That to me is more so good than hot. I feel like hot is more of a a a, a smaller closer streak. period of time. You know, so a hot streak would be if we won these nine, but there wasn't anything to it up before it yeah exactly. so if we're if we're flip-flopping series we're losing shit we weren't supposed to lose stuff like that and then we come in and just shoot off nine in a row okay but this is a hot streak with them being good since that that series in july 6th it's like so oh, i i agree that i think we're both hot and good at the moment yeah like what, i was just kind of saying think... that for the sake of conversation but yeah. yeah what makes me think this is legit is not only 
we're doing it for a sustained period of time, like Damon said. But we also are getting reinforcements back as we speak. Uh, Geo is supposed to come back in the series against Oakland. Uh, Glaber is apparently picking up a bat. He'll be back soon. That stems the question where we're going to get into in a little bit about what happens with Odor, Velasquez, Wade situation. But I, I really think this is a matter of us coming into our own be- and all of the players that we know are good. Judge is, has been having a great year, but he's still dominating. Like all these players, Voigt is back and he's just has a vengeance right now and he's just doing the damn thing. There's Rizzo is on this team, Gallo is on this team. Now these guys didn't exist before when that 96 and a half was created. It's just. Not only are the players right now that are on the team playing well and doing it for a sustained period of time, but we're also getting people back. And I think that paired with the the success that the starters are having is reason to believe that we won't just fizzle out like a like another team that's on a hot streak. Like, for example, the Braves right now are on a nine-game win streak. I think we're a better team on paper, and I think we're more suited. We're, we're, we're more... We're better suited to continue this hot streak than they are. I think our team is better than theirs. And that's not just Yankee bias. And I think that is a good way to just wrap up this whole... I I mean, that's why I personally think that we're... we're, It's not a fool's gold prisoner in the moment take that we can go over 96 and a half wins. Because that's my... I'll, I'll go over. I agree. I have a 1A and a 1B. 1A, I was listening to High Heat earlier with... Christopher Mad Dog Russo or whatever, and he was saying that it's inevitable Oof. the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Whatever it was super high on him, so that's positive because he's usually pretty critical when it's necessary. Like he was earlier, I I usually have MLB Network on in the background while I'm working, so I've heard everything he's had to say about them from April on. Some of it wasn't as positive as it was today, so that's pretty exciting. A and B, I guess this is kind of a good time to bring up how do you. They're right now in Ben Verlander's power rankings are six, and then the official MLB ones are seven. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's accurate? Do you think it's high, low, what? Right now, we're the second best AL team behind the Rays, according to. Ben I mean, Verlander. look at our record right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more accurate than what the official MLB rankings were. Don't we have the, the official best? Has us, the official has us behind the White Sox. I think which is ridiculous. And we have that's a better total record bullshit. Than they do now. And we've also beat them head to head five to one in, in the entire series this year. So I mean, if you just look at our record, let alone power rankings, don't we have the fifth best record in the MLB right now? I believe so. Which, when you look at that and you think about about where we were at forty one and forty one, and now we're what's our what's our record right now? I just had it up. Give me one second. <clears throat> I don't know so how it's done. I'm a little behind you guys. Seventy two and fifty two. That is absolutely insanity. That we. We're a laughing stock of the entire league, and everybody was saying the sky is falling, including us, which it was. And Especially now we us. and now we have the fifth best record in all of baseball above teams. Look at the teams that we're above. Pretty sure we're we're above the White Sox, which is wild. The Astros don't we have a better record? Uh, than they the, do? I think the, no, Astros, the Astros have a better have record than we do. And they were also ranked four in the uh, mm-hmm. in the poll. And they at this point. I'm okay with them being above us in the power. But we're coming right after them. And and we're close to all these. The craziest thing, who has the highest records? It's the Giants, Dodgers, Rays, right? Yep. And we're we're four. If we win tonight, we'll be four games back of the Rays, who routinely all season had the highest, the best record in the MLB along with the Giants. That's wild. That is literally wild. And the name of the game right now is play one game better than the Rays until you get to October. Because if we we run into... October 1st, if you can play one game better than the Rays until that last series of the weekend, which is October 1st, 2nd, 3rd at home. Yeah, that's wild, by the way. And that would be for everything, because as long as you're within one game of them, we also have, if we, swept, if we swept that, we'd also have the head-to-head, because I think we're 7-9 and nine right now against them on the season. So we have the head-to-head, and obviously you tie them in the league. Or is that, in the is that a three-game series? Or is it's a three-game three series. Three so the playoff stock. Playoffs start October first. That's what you're saying. Basically, Basically man. Yes. As as of right now, if we keep this up, that series, I I was actually was looking at buying tickets for that because it's at home at so Yankee Stadium and it's really cheap because the implications that we're talking about right now aren't even there yet. So Chandler, yeah. you might have to make a trip. No, I actually like just got bucks. an email. I have half off birthday tickets for that. <laughs> okay, so happy birthday to all of us. Let's do that. I mean, just looking at the upcoming schedule for the, I mean, it's crazy that you can look at the schedule and be like, 
you could see the end of it. That's how crazy. That's how far we are into the season. It's almost over, which is so nuts. So all this playoff talk is 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 suitable. We should definitely be talking about that right now. And we're through the dog days. We're through the dog days, and we can. We're right. The I mean, we were just talking before we got on the air. We're almost in pumpkin spice season, and around when pumpkin spice, pumpkin beers, pumpkin coffees come around, that's when the playoffs start rearing their head. The air just gets a little bit crisper. And the beers get a little bit sweeter, and that's that. I'm just, I'm just so damn excited so that we're. I'm, how sad would we feel on the flip side of the coin if we weren't, if we didn't just go on a nine game win streak? If we were even playing 500 ball, we would probably not have a playoff spot if the season ended today. No, I mean we're about to have a two and a half game, assuming Chapman can get out of this unscathed. We're gonna be two and a half games up in the first wild. You better knock spot. on wood. I, I said. Hopefully. Knocked on it too, or play the hot knot, whatever. That but, wasn't um, me. It malfunctioned. Um, to who? If I had told you at the end of July that we would have the lead, the at the number one wild card spot come August twentieth, what would you have told me to go fuck myself? Yeah, literally verbatim. I was about to I mean, say, yeah, go we, fuck were like, well, we were like, we were we were playing five hundred baseball that time. That's wild. And we were kind of okay. We with were that almost. That we were, we're almost like, okay. We're getting better. Yeah. Dude, we were talking about selling. Yeah. Yeah. Every Everybody was talking about selling. I think. Dude, <laughs> you cut it out with the music over there? I don't know. It, I need to send this thing back. <laughs> Figure it out. All right. Well, Yankees, I think Yankees that's... Well, since the, the music's going, go ahead and get it rolling. Yeah, that's what Yankees. I was about to say. So Yankees won. That's 10 in a row. Chapman ended up getting it done. Why don't we talk about Hot or Not now? Because... This seems hot and there's not a lot of knots. So here we go. Who is doing the hots? Chandler. Okay. First up on the hot list, none other than Luke Voigt, AL Player of the Week, 16 of his last 15, last 14 days, 348 batting average, four home runs, 17 RBIs, 1.07 OPS, and a 169. Nice. WRC plus. Absolutely bye. Tyler Wade, last 30 days, big sample size, Murphy, 405 batting average, 181 WRC plus, one dot OPS and seven stolen bags. Ricky Henderson. Um, no. Oh, wow. Tough. Wow. Wow. That's wow. So, wow. That's so tough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't. All right. That. No, it's a tough buy. That's fair. you freeze I, over there I, i'm going back into it I, I didn't write the name down i was trying to read the stats and remember who the name was going back to it <laughs> if the sound will play for me dude you played when you didn't want it to i know john is the name that i forgot about but he has been batting in the last week 333 not including today's game where he went two for three with a double a home run and three rbis got subbed out for defensive replacement but last week, 333 batting average, 201 WRC plus, just a 16% K percentage at a 1.107 OPS. Um, I buy that, and also I would like a word on that whenever we get to it. There I'd like is, a word on Wade. Did you want to reference the stat that you were talking about that you dug up? I mean, there's a few stats I want to dig up. One, he's been our most clutch player this year. He's got six go-ahead hits for the Yankees in the sixth inning or later, which leads the team. And then just in general for Stanton, are you done with the hots? Yeah, I don't know okay, if you well, wanted to talk about that one crazy stat that you wanted well, to talk about. Well, it's not even just a stat for Stanton. I just want, also, I just want to talk about, I think it's time for us as a fan base to just accept Stanton for who he is. Stop expecting an MVP out of him. He's a good player. He is a pretty damn good player. He's never going to be a superstar again. He's going to get hurt. He's going to strike out. Accept him. Just accept it. It's We got nine more years of him. Stop pitching. We have nine more years. Enjoy it. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's on pace for over 500 home runs. Just enjoy greatness while we have it. And on, I'll piggyback off that because I was actually talking about this with my girlfriend, Alyssa. And, and uh, we were at the game, uh, I think it was Saturday, against the Twins, and we were talking about Stanton, and she was like, I feel like everybody hates Stanton, so I think this is a good time to bring that in, and that's just the general vibe, and and she's also talking in the perspective of listening to us sometimes, too, because we talk about, we don't really shit on him that much, but we reference that you guys shit on him, and everybody in the fan base shits on him, and it's a little bit unfair because 
and I was explaining to her, so this is a good way to even talk about it because it's like explaining it to somebody who has knows nothing about baseball and why he's actually being treated this way. So I was saying to her, like it's it's because he came in as an MVP the year prior and everybody has these unrealistic expectations for Giancarlo Stanton. And what is that? It's the you no, it's the you called it thing on stakes. I didn't need you to stop it. I just wanted Damon to see his work. What a ridiculous time to put that on the screen. That was the oh, worst timing ever. <laughs> that was such bad timing, st- Chandler. I didn't think you were going to stop the whole thing. I was, I thought Damon... Never what mind. a shitty show this is so far. So what I was talking about was, I, I just think, to piggyback on what you were saying, it's just he's been un- unfairly judged based on... It's I don't know if it's unfair because he was coming off the MVP year and he hasn't quite been an MVP ever in pinstripes. He's had great years when you look back at them. A little bit derailed by injuries in the last year and change because the 2020 year doesn't really count. It's a year and a half. But So I, I honestly wouldn't even say it's unfair, but I would say the expectations were so high that I think now, like you're saying, Chandler, we just have to lower our expectations from MVP caliber Stanton to now accepting him for the the guy he is today, which is a fantastic hitter. He's, I mean, when you look at his numbers this year, he's batting 260, probably a little higher after tonight. He's got 20 something home runs. He's got a bunch of RBIs. Like he's having a good year. He's having a good year. And he's been having good years since he's been on the Yankees. He does strike out a ton. And that is eye catching. And that's going to be the same thing with the majority of the league and the majority of this team. You just added Joey Gallus to get fucking used to it. But yeah, get used I, we to just need to, we just need to lower our expectations for, from for Stanton from MVP to just what he is now. And now well, you want to know what frustrates the, if you bring me? the expectation level to here where he's at right now, then you can be disappointed in him if he goes below that or be happy if he goes above that back to MVP because he still has that in the tank. He definitely can be that guy, but you just can't expect him to be that guy. Well, you want to know what frustrates me is in Miami. It's not even like his career in New York. He's taken this massive dip. In Miami, he slashed 268, 360, 554 over his time there. So, like, yeah, I think people are comparing everything he does to the one MVP season, and they're just pissed off at the lack of home runs. And I think part of it, there's a couple factors that go into it, is one, the lack of home runs. Two, his contract, which, not his fault. That's If you want to get pissed off at anybody, get pissed off at Brian Cashman in the front office about the contract. And then... Three, like the injuries and him not playing the field, but and him clogging up the DH spot, but is that his fault either? Because he's even admitted that he feels more comfortable when he's playing in the field. And look at him since. Since he's started playing the field, he's hitting over 300. He's kicking ass. He's hitting home runs. He's hitting doubles. He looks good in the field. It makes it just makes so much sense. I feel like a lot of the things that people are pissed off about him for, yes, the strikeouts are bad. And when he strikes out, he looks worse than anybody in the league. He looks completely fucking lost, and I get that. But a lot of the things that people are pissed off about, like, they're not his fault. So I, I just think, no, I don't think he's the best player in the world. And I just think he's solid, and we just need to start looking at him as another good player. He's not one of our superstars. He's not going to win MVP. He's one of the Yankees' good players that's going to be here for a long time. Accept that and move on. We've got to pay him whether he's good or bad. So exactly. at the clip he's playing now, I'm totally fine with the production that he has. You can't pay somebody for nine years and expect them to be an MVP every year. Nope. And like you said, the injuries not his fault. The contract, not his fault. The Marlins paid him that, and the Yankees bought it. Like, that's he, – he got the contract. What, are you going to say no to the contract? Also, the Marlins are paying part of it. The Yankees are paying, what, $16 million a year for it? You're going to tell me you're not going to pay $16 million a year for a 260, 270 hitter who hits between 20 and 30 home runs and has a WRC right. plus over 120? He'll hit over – he'll hit – like, I don't think he's going to be under 20 home runs if he plays more than 120 Exactly. Games, or under 30, I mean. No but, yeah. Like he 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 still hits the home runs. He's not hitting fifty. What what did he hit? His he hit fifty nine, like fifty two, fifty nine. Like he's not going to do that again, sure. But he's going to be over thirty if he can play a significant so amount. He's going to end up his career with five hundred home runs, and that's missing two seasons effectively. There you go. I mean, like I, I feel like with <clears throat> we talk about short leases a lot, and I feel like he's a guy that has a short lease leash, but with the fan base, you know, it's like he was the hottest player in baseball for like a month. And then he had 
what, like a week that he was not doing well, and then everyone started yelling at him again, booing him off the field. Like, that's ridiculous. Then it's he comes back here, and yeah, yeah, I know it's all strikeouts, but, yeah, but Judge strikes out. Gallo strikes out. Like, have those guys. Nobody gives Gallo shit. Gallo's the way that he strikes out. It's the way that he strikes out. Stanton, and I will say that, and I'm a John Carlos yeah. Stanton, like, stand through and through. Mm-hmm. But when he strikes out, like the one today, he obviously backpacked the team. He had, what, he had three or four RBIs, three RBIs, and we were winning 3 1 until like the eighth or ninth. So he backpacked the team today, but his one strikeout was 45 feet outside. And he looked like he tore both ACLs and maybe an MCL. Like, yeah, but I would rather hear him just like hit, like he's supposed to hit and hit how he feels confident rather than trying to minimize strikeouts. Cause oh, if he, no, the I second totally he tries agree. to minimize strikeouts, he's going to be way worse, way worse. Totally agree. And I really like, think that playing him in the field every day, like I've said it for the entire time he's been here before I even knew you schmucks in New York that he fucking, you can't take a guy that's built like a statue and just take him cold and have him swing 150 miles an hour, like three times a game and expect him to stay healthy. Like, how do you, that doesn't even make sense. I know I'm not a doctor, but I have a friend that's in med school. So I'm basically a doctor. (laughs) I I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. No, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. Uh, so can we talk about Tyler person, Wade now? I, well, Murphy, hold on real quick. Murphy group, me and him are on the same fucking page we are right now. Dialed before in. we move to Tyler Wade, I want to ask one thing to Mr. Luke Rella we were talking about before, and that's Stanton being subbed out for defense while we're on the Stanton thing. At Layton games, do you think that's going to bite them in the ass? So when it happened today, that's why I brought up that question earlier today because I was interested in your guys' thoughts. So I'll flip the question and I'll ask it <laughs> because okay. it was my question. But – um yeah i i thought that was interesting and i i do think there's potential like today didn't bite them in the ass because they won but let's say that when when did he get subbed out like the sixth or the seventh i don't know my tv was an whenever it was it was around it was around like the seventh it was around like the seventh inning or so if you sub him out in that in that that's early to sub out for defensive replacement and i get it they're trying to be cautious with him but he's been doing well in the field and it wasn't a blowout. It was 3-1. So, like, you take out that bat that's been hot. Like I said, he just made it onto hot or not. And, honestly, another stat that we forgot to read out was since 2015, Stanton has 21 hits of 119-plus miles per hour. In that same time span, the rest of the MLB combined has nine. Like, this guy can fucking hit, and he can do damage alone. He could do it. He's a one-man wrecking crew when he's on. We saw that, like Damon said, at the beginning of the year. So... I mean, he just won the game for us today. He won the game for us today. He had three of the five RBIs. So my question to myself when I saw that, I was like, ugh, that really could bite us in the ass. And are we going to do that in in the playoffs? Is that what we're going to do? Because let's say that game, not only it was 3-1. Let's say they tied the game up, and you're in extra innings, and you don't have him now. Like, not even for the next three innings. You now still don't have him for the remainder. That game could go 20 innings, and you don't have Giancarlo Stanton on your team. That's exactly. why I think that shouldn't happen. And then you have Brett Gardner in there. And, like, that's an auto out pretty much aside from I don't a few think, no, heroics. But, like, it's just – to me, I don't I don't think we can do that. I don't think we – I think especially against a team that was on a nine-game win streak in a time where we need to win every single game. Like, if we had a, if we had a nice, cushy lead, maybe. But, like, I don't know. There's got to be something it. that oh. – Go ahead, Murphy. <laughs> I'm just thinking that there's got to be something that we don't know about Stan. Like, all right. Yeah, it happens. But like, obviously, if he wants to, if he feels more comfortable in the outfield and they just don't play him there, like, it's not that simple. There's got to be some reason that they just refuse to put him in the outfield. There's There's probably some dumbass analytical reason that we don't know, but I just, that's going to bite you in the ass. And this is when it's going to bite you in the ass. Three, one. And you think you have this dominant bullpen, but that's been surprisingly one of our biggest weaknesses the whole year. You take away the bullpen implosions. We're probably in first place right now. We're pretty damn close to it. We at least have a sizable lead in the wild card. You pull that same stunt in game seven of the ALCS against the Rays or against the Astros. And you have Wandy Peralta. And actually I was telling you before, and I think I'm in love with Wandy Peralta. Now he's the man, but you bring in Wandy Peralta, gives up a two-run two run home run to Altuve, and now here you are. You're fucked. You got Brett Gardner coming up in the bottom of the ninth or the tenth or whatever it may be. It's You have your John Carlos Stanton, who's one of the best hitters on the team, just sitting on the bench. And he's a good – not 
he might not be an all-star defender anymore, but he's good. He's serviceable. It's not like he look he doesn't look like Miguel Andujar out there. Like it's it it makes no sense to me. I get the babying him to not get him hurt, whatever you want to do, but if he feels good, fucking play him. Well, I think we talked about that last episode. Like when it comes down to it, which is now, right? Like now's the time where he needs to play. He needs to be playing pretty much every single big game, which is every game the rest of the season. And if he can't show that he can play rest of the season, then he can't play in the playoffs. And that's where we need him. Like if he if there's there's no reason to, to rest somebody at this time, especially when the playoffs are on the corner and when and we're, we're fighting in the playoffs, for division. We're, yeah, when we're fighting for division division, but when we're it's actually the playoff time. There's no resting. You just fucking play, and you need to be used to that. And while we're on the topic of of playing situational like lineups and stuff like that, the void thing is starting to bother me. And and and, and like what happens? Let's say we go get into because obviously I know Chandler feels the same way too because he tweeted this. He was about to throw a temper tantrum when he didn't see his name in the lineup today. We're going against an NL team. Is that going to happen? Is Voigt just not going to play? And it, let's say the world ends up going swimmingly and we make it to the world series he's just not going to be in any of those lineups because of the oh, fact that i mean where does he play though what exactly. does he play? you can't bench rizzo i know it's him or rizzo i know and rizzo's but, obviously going to get the nod because of defense and like that's just the way it's going to shake out and you're, you're seeing it you're seeing it the answer right now the answer is already set in stone because Voigt is literally hitting 500 right now in the last however many games he literally is lighting the league on fire, and he still got benched in the first NL matchup when Rizzo isn't playing too well. Rizzo almost made the not list. Spoiler alert, he didn't because whatever. But, like, he isn't playing well. Voight is, and Rizzo still got the nod at first. There's your answer. That's how they're going to handle it. So, in the World Series, that's what's going to happen. And I, I don't know if I love it, but there's no real way you can get out of it. So Yeah, well, but, I mean, here's the, the thing, though. Like, you... One we gotta get the, we gotta get there right. It's like take it one step at a time. If, if we're like our journey there, he should be the everyday DH, and there's no question about that. Like if he's not the everyday DH, then there then that I don't even know how to wrap my head around that. What gives him the nod in the playoffs is the defense, like the scoop. It's the yeah. little things, like the scoop with the Velasquez play to close out the doubleheader against Boston. It looks routine when you have a guy like Rizzo playing first, but if like if you put Jay Bruce at first on that, he might implode on the field. Like actually implode, <laughs> not implode like mentally. Like he might disintegrate at first base. Let's talk about that's Jay a, Bruce like that. That's a hard play to make, and Rizzo makes it because Rizzo's a platinum glove first base baseman. That's where you get the nod. It's the platinum glove defense. It's the at bats he puts up. Rizzo's not going up there and seeing one pitch and popping up. And I know Luke isn't right now either. I'm just saying historically speaking across both of their careers, if you have Rizzo up there, especially in a playoff series, that's a short series and you need to tax the bullpen. You've got him up there seeing six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes more pitches. That's where you get your void out of Rizzo, even your void, your value out of Rizzo. Even if he's not producing necessarily stat wise, he's doing all the little things that prove his value every day. I totally believe that void should be in the lineup. But I, I'm not going to be upset if it's an NL matchup and Voits on the bench. So, lastly, on this conversation, while we round out the hots and get into the knots, so the Wade conversation. So Wade has been playing unbelievable, and I posed the question to you guys before we got on the air because Wade in the last 30 days—that is a large sample size. He right now, what's his batting average right now, Chandler? Can you look that up while I continue? Like he has 405 batting year. average. Yeah, 405 batting average the last 30 days. That's literally unbelievable. In the last month, he's getting a hit almost every other time. 181 WRC plus, 1 dot OPS, and he's stealing bases and playing good defense. 278 on the year. 278 on the year. That's probably like third on the team. So ridiculous. Unbelievable. Is it sustainable? Who knows? And who are we to judge? Probably not, but like to a degree, he could he could be breaking out. It gets that's definitely a possibility. He's young. We've been talking about it. That's why we started the Tyler Wade fan club to begin with, because he, if he were to figure out how to hit, which we called him out for, and he's currently proving us wrong, he has an open invite to tell us how fucking stupid we are, like Chandler DM'd him. Still no response from you, Tyler. If you're seeing this, we'd love to have you on the show. But it's just, 
it's it's going to be hard to say that he doesn't make this team, but then you got a guy like Velasquez who's who's like the hometown guy, he's got the story. When you look at the numbers and you really look at them compared to Wade, Velasquez does not really have that. He's been 242 in the last like two weeks or so, even during this crazy stretch. He does have the big moments, and you love the story, and I love the story. But if you're going to ask the question, Wade or Velasquez, I feel like you got to take Wade, who's been up here for a while doing it. He's been in the MLB. He's he's, he's done it for a little more, a little longer of a time, and he's, and he's just playing out of his fucking mind. He does have the versatility also a little bit more because he can play the outfield. You can give the nod to Velasquez. He's a switch hitter, but like... Right now, it's hard to say no to Wade. And and just to to pose this question to you guys, because I know Murphy has a comment. It's probably going to come down to, of the three, Wade, Odor, and Velasquez. Two of those three are going to make the team on the the four-man bench. Because you got to imagine they're going to keep Guardian, they're going to keep Higgy. So there's two spots available to make this team. There's three guys. All versatile. I think if I had to pick, I think right now Velasquez just doesn't make the team. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. And real quick, before Murphy goes with Tyler Wade, Tyler Wade's going to make this playoff roster. It doesn't matter. No yes. matter what happens, he could go oh for the rest of the season. Tyler Wade's going to make the playoff roster. I was looking at a – I saw a clip on Twitter well, today. Uh, no, hold on. I saw a clip on Twitter today. Well, then, then why aren't you buying him? Because I don't think he's a good player for a, like the long term. I think he's exact. He's a he's a bench player. That's what he is. He's going to be a he's career a bench. hell of a bench player. He's We're a career bench, a bench player. player. We're talking he's about a who's going to be the bench player. player. No, I'm. That's me what talk. I'm saying. He's a career bench player. He's never going to start. That's what like I'm buying that he's a good bench player. If that's what you're asking, I'm not buying that. He's going to be an everyday producer at shortstop or third or left or wherever the fuck you put him. He's going to make the playoff roster. I was watching a clip from 2017. He was on that playoff roster without even his flow that he's got right now. Like he was there beating the fence on judges home run. He's going to make the playoff roster or 2018, excuse me, but no, no, I don't buy. He's an everyday 278 hitter. It's not like he's just hitting doubles and stuff. Half of his hits are, little ground ball singles through the shift, which there's something to be said about that. Yeah. But people figure that out. Like you're not, he's not consistently just hitting line drives, smoke doubles and stuff like that. He's getting lucky and he's getting lucky because he's finally playing and he's getting I, a chance. I, wouldn't, to get a I don't know if it's lucky. If there's dude, ever a player that know. deserves to get lucky, it's Tyler Wade. But here's the As thing. The I, don't founder, think, I don't think it's luck though. Like he's, like slapping the ball the other way. That's not luck. That's situational hitting and knowing where you are and knowing where the, the players are fielding you and you're slapping the ball where they're not. That's yeah, I agree good. with Damon. It's, it's not like it's not like he's Thank hitting you, it's not like he it's not like he has like fifteen home runs. That would be lucky. Like that's and and, and he's, he's fast. He's, he's playing he's playing his game. You can't be mad so at that. That was the other thing I wanted I'm to I'm not mention. mad at him. I'm just as the founder, CEO, and president of the Tyler Wade fan club, <laughs> I have never ever wanted a player to be good more than I wanted to see Tyler Wade be good. And now that he finally is, I'm very excited about it. And he's good in the exact way that I was anticipating and hoping for. Like he's slapping those little base hits, getting them through the middle, whatever, stealing bags, playing good defense. Like he's, it's not like he's getting lucky. And like you said, hitting home runs, playing outside of his element. Like he's just finally doing well in the way that we expected him. To. So, okay, and, so I'm, you, great, he's still quick. a bench player. I'm not, I'm not by any means saying that he should be starting. You don't think he's, he's going lucky. to be very, very, very serviceable. Here's his expected time. batting average. According to baseball. Oh, don't Savant. give me that. Don't give me that right you now. You know, well, no, you want to talk about give whether he's that. being lucky or not. Give his expecting that. batting average is 192. Over how long? Over the season. That's, that's stupid. That's a stupid stat because they're probably, they're probably like, it's stupid because it doesn't support our argument. Exactly. It, we use no, that for other players. No, here's why. Because his his hits are probably ground balls, and they they then assume that as outs, but no. the ground balls are actually just no, it's, it's, hits. If this was Aaron, like if this was Aaron Judge and it said that we're like and it was the same thing, or if it was his expected batting average was like four hundred, like man, he's getting so unlucky, he's hitting the ball so hard. 
Like he's his expected batting average is one ninety two. It's because his average exit velo is like eighty miles an hour. I guess there's one yeah, way to whatever. find out. It doesn't matter. P- players hit the ball differently. His, ex- like, his, his average no exit Aaron Hicks is literally la- Aaron Hicks miles last an year. Hour. His expected batting average was like three hundred, and he was hitting like two twenty. And we were all like, "This guy sucks." Like expected batting average doesn't matter. Batting average matters. I guess there's one way to find out for the short term. Let's yeah. see if, let's see if we'll see. I mean let let's let the game show if he can continue to do it. That'd be great. This is a good He's segue. He's going to do it at a clip where he can be a serviceable bench player. And well, that's all to round out be. this conversation, we have to talk about the third guy because he comes up in a not-so-coveted portion of this show where Ruvnet Odor, over the last 30 days, 20 for Who's his last... Not? Murph. The last 20... He's 20 for his last 104 in the last 30 days. With a 288 OBP, 317 slug, 605 OPS, and a 73 OPS plus. And He'll be fine. Only, that's the only one. So that that begs the question now. Now that you know he's been struggling, he does have those flashes where he does hit he he does hit the big home runs, and that happens. Sometimes he occasionally calls timeout before he does it. That just happened. That was, I was at that game and I didn't hear the people, the announcers and shit. So I was like, what? actually just happened because i didn't see it they were like because you guys probably found out right in the moment like oh my god yeah obviously like oh rugi called timeout and then he swung and it's like oh why did I? it's so funny how he was shocked that it got <laughs> called back he very clearly called timeout and then he just took it deep and he was like pissed off like fuck i didn't call timeout like he called timeout big time he definitely called timeout. but and, and it was just funny and i actually while i was standing there I, I pulled out my headphones and I threw on John and Susan at the game, which was a good time. And I kept them in for the rest of the game. And I might do that going forward. Cause careful it, Bartman. It was just nice. I'm not <laughs> going to reach over. You're and like grab my seven-year-old grandparents that bring their old headphones. No, I'm going to do the book NASCAR. while I'm there too. I was just about the to say st- that. I'm probably doing the book too. I'm going to do the, the stank man's better than Wade. And then Wade's better than Velasquez. I feel like we've established this. Yeah. I think I just wanted to put his no his, his, performance to a number and bring that up because he hasn't been new too well i wanted to see if that moved your needle in another direction it doesn't matter what he does yeah. he's just such a big team like he is magical on the mat he's a better pitching coach than matt blake like all you need if your guys walk two people straight have Ruggie go up to the mound and he's gonna sure. fucking throw an immaculate next nine pitches and think- the one last thing that answers this question for us before you go damon and this is something that this podcast tends to uh not talk about because it scares us all and we don't understand it is the the manipulation of service time and the amount of options and all those things velasquez has options so that's why they're he's, he's going to be the odd man out there rugi doesn't if you send him down he's he's could be picked up by another team i'm pretty sure i don't really know the rule but i think that's it <laughs> and i think the same goes with wade i think he has a minimal amount of options no velasquez that actually has, is true with wade, if velasquez wade gets, has, that's why he stayed yeah. up through his horrible stretches he's been he got sent sent down, up and down so many times so now he he would get cucked and cut if he were to get well sent said. down velasquez has tons of options because he's just got called up so yeah. Speaking of cucks, fuck Josh Donaldson. <laughs> I yeah. mean, is there anybody that's as dumb as this guy? I mean, he sat there and tried to be the fucking sticky police against Garrett Cole. He's 0 for 12 with 7 Ks in his career against him, 0 for 6 with 4 sets. And I think it's just it's just beautiful to watch, which I guess this kind of ties into the twin series as a whole, which was just an absolute ravaging as well. But if it's so it's so funny to me why would you want to piss off garrett cole yeah i was just about to say that like he deserves everything that he deserves every every like bad thing that's said about him because he just called out the best pitcher in the league and yeah that's just Ooh. a bad idea it would have been one of those take, moments take, it would have been one of those league. moments where like yeah, he's if, playing american league had american he had he had, american. A good, had good numbers against cole he would have been like oh my god look at how cool this guy he's is. uh Johnson's i think he's like best. oh f- I think he's like it 0 went for 6 with 4 Ks since that. Since, since he said he's that. 0 for 6 with 4 Ks. Yeah, thanks, Echo. Yeah. Chandler just said that. <laughs> you Echo. Yeah, I know. I'm just reinforcing it. No one said it's an Echo. So yeah, we just finished it. Hot or Not, and it's time to get to the last and final segment that everybody has been waiting for. The Sun. Spoiler alert, I don't think there'll be much movement considering this current Sun population is... We should get a sound queued up for the Sun. Wait, the office. Be around. The office when Gabe says like, "Shut up about the sun." 
Like that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? There it Him is. and Andy, they go, go back and forth. Go find us that sound, and we'll do it for the next episode. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll so find the current it. Sun population is Nick Nelson, Brooks Kriske, Zach Britton, Andrew Heaney, and Jonathan Davis. I mean, you know the funny, you know the funny thing is? None Zach of them are coming might, off the sun. Zach Britton might die there because he just got <laughs> injured. He might be buried on the sun. <laughs> he might be buried, buried by the sun. on the sun. I'm down. I'll pa- I'll pass the motion to bury I mean, him. What? He I mean, no. Jay Bruce is already buried on the sun, right? Yeah. He he has a fucking tombstone right next to Jay Bruce. Yeah, the sunmeister. <laughs> He's haunting the sun right now, Jay Bruce. Dude, oh, speaking of the sun, Mike Ford got picked up by the Nationals. Hats off to him for finding a job. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he'll. No, I know. Remember when Rella said he was going to take Voight's job? <laughs> <laughs> I've had some freezing cold takes. I'll say it. But that, yeah. that comes, and we've all we all have. And Max that, that comes with here. making cakes. So you got <laughs> you to be polarizing, man. And I, I have had said. I mean, I've had some great takes, and I'll be the first to say I've had some bad takes. I've I called my own out that Clint Frazier will be a top three left fielder by the end of the year. Look at him now. That that's going to be a new segment. I forgot to mention that on the show. A new segment going forward is going to be freezing cold takes of our own takes, and we need to start writing yeah, down some got, more takes. And I'll start us off. So I we've say, got like a filing cabinet full of your cold takes. I'm still just laughing at the fact they called you Max Kellerman. That is such an insult. <laughs> so yeah, great, great timing. Great timing. <laughs> well, to be fair, before the season started, I wasn't like booed off the stage by saying that Clint Frazier would be a top three left fielder for at the end of the year. That's just kind of the consensus. Everybody was like, I very, supported the hell out of very, that. Everyone was very high on Clint. We were all had high expectations for him. And he just like absolutely pooped the bed and he might not play baseball ever again. So I can't see. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that I, I won't even take fault for that. Cause like his mental no. like, is, is, is medical reasons. Medical like medical reasons is why he, he isn't doing that. So, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a lot of reasons. Like a cop out. Like even if he's healthy, come on, he's not a top three. (laughs) Could have been. You never know. I did say. I think that's my that's my worst. Could have lost his job to Ford. You know. Yeah, that's my worst take. Actually, on on I'll I'll wear that one. That one's going on my tombstone. I said that Mike Ford would take Luke Voigt's job by the end of 2020 season. You also said that and that would take Rochelle's job too. That happened. That one wasn't as cold at the time. That was not as cold at the time. I also said like that, that one's not Andohar was the Dogecoin of MLB, which I guess kind of makes sense. He kind of he got really hot, and what now he's kind of cooled down. Uh, he he's actually got transferred day. to the sixty day today. So nice, another Poor lost guy. year for Miggy Andohar. Poor guy. All right, Whatever. I think that'll do it. I took a melatonin at the thirty minute mark on this podcast, so I'm starting to get a little <laughs> loopy. <laughs> I have to go to bed. Is that what happened when you? Is that what happened when you took Ford over Void? That too? was when I made the freezing cold takes. I was twenty minutes deep into a melatonin about a fall asleep. Group freezing cold take is when you three told me I was stupid for Luizaga being groomed to be the next. All right, we already talked about, about that. that. Yeah, you want uh, to well, that was also an episode, episode for the Chandler, rest of my life. There was a pre-Chandler episode where me and Damon were talking about Luizaga being the fifth starter on his roll call. We did say like that two years ago. So it, you weren't the first person to be high on Luizaga. You didn't know me then. I could have been there before you. You didn't even know what I was saying. Yeah. I was haunting your dreams with Luizaga. Me and right. I got to go to bed. So that will do it for this episode. Um, if you like us, we like you. Give us a five-star <laughs> five rating review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. We actually have been getting a bunch, and we that was really nice to see. Some of them were written, and we, like I said, every time – Put a big smile on our face. I think we have 243. That's not quite the mark for me to eat a baseball. I'll run it back. I'll keep running it back. If you guys get us to 265 by the next episode on Friday, I will literally eat and swallow a baseball. I don't think you understand what that means. I don't think I understand what that means. I don't. I'm also shout out one of the reviews. The guy's name was Fum Duck, and it made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was the review? All right, uh, that'll do it. Do you want me to read the review, or you just read the review? It? Read the review. Give them a shout out. Really like listening to y'all. You guys know your baseball. Hearing one good perspective is cool, but it's good to have four. P.S. Send Aaron Boone to the sun. Boone to the sun. All right, I I guess that's a conversation. 
Oh, we just got another one, too. I just didn't even see this one. By far my favorite Yankees and baseball podcast. The topics are always hot and interesting. Keep it up, y'all. Thumbs up emoji. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, so we love those. If you leave us a written review, we will read that on the show as well. Leave your name on there because some of them are obviously names like Chandler just read aloud. But if you put your real name, we'll shout you out. We'll shout your weird name, too, if you want to. So, as always, what was his real name? Love you guys. If it is your real name, that's cool, too. If you want to see us in video form live, subscribe to the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube page. We're always having fun over there. And as always, go Yanks. Imagine we just... Imagine we just win 20 in a row. That would be so damn cool. Halfway there. Halfway there. Halfway there. That's good math, Dan. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya.